Hello, and welcome to James Ames Business. I'm James Fairchild. This week, in a change to the content I planned to deliver, which will now be next week, I'm going to talk briefly about High Speed 2. We heard last night that High Speed 2 is to be given the go-ahead in full, including the lines that reach Yorkshire and Greater Manchester from the Birmingham area. Now, just like many subjects, this is, of course, a divisive subject. There are a number of people in favour and there are a number of people who are not. And I think whatever viewpoint you have on the project, it's around how can one make the best of it for oneself. So obviously in the case of the people who objected, many of whom will be living very near the, the track bed, the construction site, the place that trains will eventually run, potentially 24, 24 hours a day. Obviously, it's about how the contractors and so on manage the construction phase or whatever they do to keep noise and dust to a minimum. Uh, obviously, some people will be in the territory of compulsory purchase. Other people will be compensated. Although, of course, let's be clear, no amount of compensation is adequate for having your peace and tranquility irreparably taken away. For the wider business community, the go-ahead of this project is likely to be seen as good news, especially so in the north of England and the Midlands. Uh, people will be connected with London uh, quite a bit quicker than at present, uh, although things like ticket fares remain to be seen. It may be that you're in a business which stands to indirectly benefit from the project, and that could be anything from those in the construction uh, industry and the various companies in the, the supply chain there, or indeed, if you happen to own uh, rental property near one of the work sites, then I imagine that will be, once, once things get going, that will be very good for, for your property business. It's worth reminding ourselves as well that we have in the UK uh, a National College for High Speed Rail, which has a centre in Birmingham and a centre in Doncaster. Both of these centres have a complete full-size Eurostar car car. I did visit the centre in Doncaster last year uh, for, a, for a conference actually and very, very impressive facilities. And it might be if you have someone who at the moment is, say, at school, uh, maybe just starting high school, that some kind of apprenticeship linked to the various high-speed rail uh, projects or developments will will produce a solid career choice for, for your little one. 
obviously not so little by the time they get to college, but you know what I mean. I am putting this podcast out uh, a day early. That's partly because, as I say, the HSP2 news started to break last night. Also, I am going away to Brussels for a couple of days. And I wasn't sure whether the connection would be good enough to do the upload and so on. And I am parked in the city centre, just about to walk to the train station to travel, leads to King's Cross, and then St Pancras to Brussels. So what do you think about High Speed 2? Let me know. Let, let others know. If there is a way that for people whom this is a bad situation, if it can be made less bad through considerate working practices, through managing the ecology, the environmental impact on, on what is done. Obviously, goes without saying that for some creatures, their habitat will be lost. And obviously there are specialists in that kind of field, but whether a, a population of uh, whatever creatures can be successfully relocated is another matter. Is this the lesser of two evils? Is it the worst of two evils? Only time will tell. If you want to contact me, please email media at weeklyfd.com or you can tweet me at James D. Fairchild or if you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, please do find me there. I shall leave it there for now. Have a lovely week, folks. Goodbye.